Hi everyone, happy Friday. Um, I wanted to take today's Finance Friday to talk about something a little bit more personal in terms of personal finance. I know a lot of my followers are either in college or are going to college soon and how to pay for your education is probably on your mind if you want to attend a four-year university. And I do want to say that your college journey is so valid, whether it's attending a four-year, a two-year, or no college at all. But either way, I think knowing some of the information that I want to talk about today could be really helpful just in the future if you do choose to go to school or if you want to go to grad school. There's just a lot we can talk about today. So I kind of wanted to focus today's episode on student loans and college money. And I do also want to say that if you have the chance, you should go check out Hassan Minaj's episode on student loans um, on his show Patriot Act that was on Netflix for a while. It was super informative. I watched it, I think, a year or two ago. And he makes everything really digestible. And it's kind of funny, too. So I just think it's a nice way to get information um, in kind of like a more accessible format. So I want to start by talking about why student loans kind of suck. Um, Student loan debt has topped $1.5 trillion in recent years, making it the largest type of consumer debt outstanding other than mortgages. The average student loan borrower graduates with nearly $30,000 in debt. The CFPB estimates that over one in four borrowers are delinquent or have defaulted on their student loan debt. Um, Hearing that sounds really frustrating and kind of deflating, but it's important things to know because um, student loans are not there to make college more accessible. Yes, they do allow that, but they're kind of a business in itself. And um, there are a lot of people that seek to benefit when you default on your loans. Um, And so I think that's a good thing to keep in mind that it's not something that's done for the benefit of you necessarily. And there's a lot of people that benefit from the industry in general. Um, A lot of these people, despite their qualifications, often have to settle for lower paying or lower skilled jobs just so they can start paying their loan bills right away. And as a result, graduates in debt often miss out on the benefits that come with getting their degree. So Progress Now found that students with outstanding loan payments were 36% less likely to purchase a house, and other research indicates that those with student loan debt are also less likely to have taken out car loans, they have worse credit scores, and they appear to be more likely to be living with their parents. And of course, there's absolutely nothing wrong with living with your parents, but kind of the assumption is when you're getting a, um, when you're pursuing higher level education or you're graduating with a degree from a four-year institution, the goal is to get a good job, like a well-paying job, and that well-paying job is supposed to allow you to access all of these benefits, like buying a house, getting a car, even if not right away. Um, but it seems like people who are getting these degrees are not able to access the benefits of their degrees because they're graduating with so much debt, they feel the need to pay it off right away. Um, but there's kind of been a process of how we got here. So from 2000 to 2010, enrollment in private for-profit institutions increased by 329%. So they literally tripled. Then in December of 2007, the Great Recession hit and federal and state governments made deep cuts to higher education funding. Many states made massive cuts to funding at public universities, and this caused many of these state schools to raise tuition in order to recoup the lost revenue. As the labor market weakened, more and more workers looked to higher education as a lifeline. So public and private college enrollment spiked and many were forced to turn students away. So these for-profit colleges welcomed these students um, and at its peak, for-profits, the for-profit sector accounted 
um, for a little bit more than 10% of all enrollment, but about a quarter of Pell Grants and about a third of student loans and more than half of the defaults. So really at the root of, pro- of the problem is for-profit private universities. Um, and then also there's the question of like, how do payment plans work? So income-driven repayment plans are designed to ease the burden of student loans for those borrowers whose earnings are not high enough to afford payments under the standard plans. So basically these plans set the monthly loan payment based on family income and size. With most programs in the income-driven payment plan, monthly payments are 10% or 15% of discretionary income. Um but never more than what you would pay with the standard 10-year repayment plan. Unlike the standard plan, any outstanding balances in the income-driven repayment plan is forgiven after 20 to 25 years of payment. Um, But currently, there are 8.1 million borrowers enrolled in one of the government's four income-driven payment plans. Um, Even people who say that the plans are good agree that the current approach is too complicated to work well and there's a lot of criticism in the way that the government and loan servicing people have administered the program since it was established in 2007 to forgive loans for students who took public service jobs but many experts think that there's a better way that we can do this and i'm sure that you all have heard of biden's plan and what he plans to do in terms of loan forgiveness so while he was campaigning biden promised voters that he was going to tackle student loan debt as president if he became president but he kind of does not really have a set plan in place um, and we're at 1.6 trillion dollars in debt now um and he threw his support behind congressional action to cancel $10,000 of federal student debt per borrower. But some of the more progressive colleagues definitely say that that's not enough and that's not what was promised because I think that a lot of people uh, heard his claims of canceling student loan debt entirely. But a lot of that has been postponed to later in his presidency. And that's kind of not what voters were hoping for right now. So as of right now, there's the potential to cancel $10,000 of student loan debt per borrower. But here's one of the really big problems. So you might be thinking if the average graduate only graduates with about $30,000 in student loan debt, that's not that much. And if he cancels $10,000, it's twenty dollars they should probably be able to pay that back soon. But the problem just gets compounded when you think about the interest you have to pay when you go into one of these um, government programs or even when you work with these loan companies. And that's one of the reasons that I really wanted people to listen to Hassan Minaj's episode because he talks about how student loans have become an industry and how all of these companies are really just in it to get you to give them more money because they charge really high interest in your payment plans and it's it's honestly just really sad to see that people are graduating with the hopes of building better futures for them and their families and instead they're getting sucked into this rabbit hole that has become student loans um and I actually got interested in this first when I think around my senior year of high school one of my teachers at my private high school um told the whole class that he had just finished paying off his student loans at the age of like 30 or 31 for his undergraduate degree and he had just had a kid as well and like when you think about all of those factors um it's really concerning to see that because definitely people are kind of being forced to sacrifice aspects of their lives in order to pay back these loans and it kind of makes higher education less accessible so i know all of that makes getting um 
a degree from a four-year institution or from a private institution sound really sucky and sad if you know that you're going to have to take some sort of loans. But I did want to provide an idea of what you can do instead or what you can do before you consider taking loans. Um, And the first would be to apply for scholarships and state grants. And I cannot stress how much this can help you because first um, with scholarships they're open to literally everyone and a lot of times if you go on websites like going Mary, for example they have super specific scholarships based on your situation for example if you are a woman if you're a woman of color if you come from an underrepresented minority background if you are the child of a military um like a military parent, just any sort of thing like that. They have scholarships for so many different types of people that are specific to your group. So there's a lot that you can access. And I think that those are definitely very, very underused. So I would highly recommend applying for scholarships. But also when it comes to state grants, I know that in the state of California, we have Cal Grant, which you can access, I believe, if you go to a state school. It could also be for private universities. I'm not totally sure. But most people I know that are receiving Cal Grants are going to state schools, which really, really help because they are a form of merit scholarships. Um which I believe the state schools only provide one type, which are regent scholarships if you go to one of the UCs. But um, definitely I would recommend looking into if your state has any state grants that you can take advantage of. The second tip I have is to apply to private universities. Now I know that seems really counterintuitive, But private universities tend to have a lot of money that they give in aid or scholarships or they have scholarships that past students or family legacies have set up specifically to help students get their get their degree and pay their way through college. And I think that a lot of people are deterred from applying to private universities because of the price tag. But just know that as um, a person who maybe lacks the financial means to get through college, they definitely have options for you. So I would say just apply because again, even in the process of applying to college, make sure you're getting your fee waivers and all of that through. So you're not being turned away from any opportunities because I definitely think that higher education is not as accessible as it should be. But I think there's ways that we can try and kind of work through the current system to make it better. Um, The last piece of advice I have is to also apply for public universities that give out a lot of scholarships. So for example, ASU I know gives out tons of merit scholarships and I know that can be super helpful and it's also a very, very good university. So definitely look at your options and don't just limit yourself to community college, although that is a great option because it is definitely um, less costly and It's just a better option to prevent you from going into a lot of debt if you know that maybe in the future you're going to be able to afford a transfer to a four-year university to graduate with your bachelor's. But um, overall, I would say definitely look at scholarships and grants and don't shy away from applying to universities that have high tuition because they a lot of them do offer scholarships or working grants or any sort of thing like that that can be a really great option for you as a student. So I kind of wanted to end by saying that student loans are not the best thing to graduate with, but if they are your only option, don't be deterred from taking them. Just be educated and know what you're going into in the first place, because I think what's really clear from Hassan Minaj's episode on student loans um, in Patriot Act is that a lot of people fall into this cycle or they kind of are unable to pay off their loans because they don't really understand 
what they're getting into when they sign up for these payment plans. So definitely, if you do decide to take on student loans, just make sure you're educated about what you're signing up for. And I really hope that we can see some reform in this system and hopefully higher education can become more accessible because I definitely think that it is a great thing and it unlocks so many opportunities for you. But that was kind of the end of today's episode. Come back next week for an episode on different styles of training. And actually the finance episode after this one is going to be about what happened last Wednesday with GameStop and AMC. And I'm sure all of you have been seeing a lot about that. And I did want to take a whole episode just to talk about kind of what happened and to analyze those events. So I hope you all have a great rest of your Friday or a great rest of your weekend. And I will be back next week with another episode.